I didn't know you were a believer. Happy then. Oh, it's his birthday. Well, you just you you observe on the actual day. Yeah, it's not God. like the president. I've heard more of his songs today than ever in my life. <laughs> yeah. Be an item. I girl, quit playing. Now that I'm listening for it, I'm identifying it. But you could have told me this is anybody, and I would have believed you. I would have believed you too. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Cut. Do you remember what you said yesterday going into the Wizards-Lakers game? Like, if something happened, you would blank? Yeah, I would uh, walk home. <laughs> Do you know how hard I wanted them to lose last night? <laughs> because yeah, walk home. Because it's not really going to affect what's going to happen. And then once it got in overtime, I'm like, all right, this has already been a, an embarrassing showing for the Lakers. Like, I'd really like Slee to have, what is it, like probably 10 or 12 miles back to your house from here? About 12 miles and... <laughs> going to be All longer because I'm not going to be able to get on the 110. That's right. You have to take side too streets. Close. <laughs> not to say that there haven't been people walking on the 110. Well, I see true. that way too often. But um, yeah, that would have, uh, have been an interesting walk. Been when interesting you said walk. it yesterday, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'll file that one away because weirder things have happened. You know, it's pro sports. The other guys get checks too. Yeah. Lakers are inconsistent, if nothing. Never a doubt, by the way. <laughs> As it's unfolding, I'm like, you know, I'd like the Lakers to win. But if they were going to lose, at least we get some stuff out oh, of it. Listen, if they if they would have lost yesterday, I would have honestly I wouldn't have even felt a certain way. They deserve to lose that game yesterday. I know we're not talking about the just the actual details of the game, but for them to be in a game against the Washington Wizards in the fourth quarter, a team that's won nine games all season. <laughs> only them and the Pistons are they're the only two teams that haven't won double digit wins. Yeah. By the way, just a quick reminder, Pistons lost twenty eight games earlier in their year. In a row. In a row. <laughs> yeah. So as in that's the caliber of what the Wizards are. And to have that game go into overtime and they got lucky to win the game. They did. That they, they they should well, have they had have to get Le- won Le- LeBron had to save them. Brian is the same again. Yeah. So part of me, I know you're joking around and saying, hey, Al, if you would have walked. No, they deserve to. Sometimes, you know, when you're watching your own team, you're saying to yourself, oh, no, if you lose this game, I'm okay with it. You deserve to lose this game. I had plenty of those moments yesterday. I really did. They're very, they're very Would frustrating to watch. It? It's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe I would have done it. It's not a like terrible walk. No, it's not that. It's it's <laughs> certainly manageable. The fact that I'm like actually. You should have then you go on Instagram live just like with Chris would want you yeah. to do, and then you a- answer questions the whole walk. You do basically your a Lakers t- talk a on the twelve walk. mile walk would take you three and a half four hours. Yeah, probably about four, probably about five hours total because I'm going on this. I'm going. Oh yeah, because you have you to know. wind through. Okay, so it's probably closer to fifteen yeah. by the Maybe time I gotta you wind enter, through. Like through South Pasadena this and then come back up. This would be some great stunt would. radio. Okay, because I saw this one. Uh, the the uh, Dallas radio uh, host got a tattoo on his back of the final score of the World Series game because uh, the Rangers won or whatever. So yeah. We need, we need some stunt radio, so maybe you should okay, do that. Okay, who, who was it? There was there a guy was... for the, I want to say it was the Phillies, uh-huh. when they were playing the Padres I'm or something something like that, where the, the the details of this are wrong, but the story is right. They had like an eight-run lead in the ninth inning, and the guy said, if we blow this, I will walk back to San Diego from Philadelphia. They blew it, and he did. What? <laughs> Whoa. Yes. Now, not after the game, but that winter when he there was no not calling games, walked from like the middle of the country to one of the sides. I forget exactly which direction it went, but he did it. Okay, this is the one that I was going to tell because I remember this happening. I didn't remember all the details. Mark Grant, who's one of the uh, broadcasters for the Padres, mm-hmm. okay, they were in a game. I I don't know the 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 they were playing a game against the Nationals. 
and the Padres had a rookie on the mound, and Padres were down. I forget how many. They might have been down, you know, X amount of runs, whatever it was. Grant promised to walk from Alpine. So Alpine is about 30 miles away from Petco Park. Right. So it's it's where I grew up in El Cajon. It's another 15 miles east right. or, or 10 miles or whatever it is. Promised to walk from Petco Park back home to Alpine. And they ended up winning the game 9-8. to eight, So he, had, he walked yeah. from Petco Park over to Alpine. <laughs> I love it. Which is, and I can't even like describe it. The only way all of our systems work are the arteries of our freeways. So however you figure out how you're going to get from Petco to Alpine, literally when I tell you the eight freeway is your artery that does everything. Yeah, but there's roads and I know. you could wrap and, around but, and but now it's, it's not like, easy. Now it's, it's much it's, longer. It's, it's not taking that, you know, trek that you're like, oh, it's just a. Well, it, it's funny you're talking about the game itself. Like, Honestly, had they lost, it wouldn't have changed one single feeling I have about this team. Not one single thing, because it's well, a terrible said it, loss. You said when you get to overtime, you kind of already mentally well, it, have lost. They, 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 they've shown that yeah. this is that this is in their bag. They're, they're, and they didn't win the game because of anything they did. They won the game because the the Wizards are that bad. Yeah. Right? That, that's At what happened. At some point, Poole and Kuzma and, were going to take bad shots. Yeah, exactly. And, the, and, and LeBron took over. But... I could, you know, when you were talking about, it, I think this is what you're getting at was the frustration of, oh, they could have blown it. Like they, they, they showed themselves again. They've shown the best versions of both of themselves in the last couple of nights. Their best version against the Clippers was, hey, we can come back from a big deficit. We still have a guy that is a transcendent guy. When he gets hot, we can go beat anybody. But even, even that, for sure. If you looked at it, you're saying to yourself, "Geez, no, no, no." Paul George's gone. You needed Braun to do what he did. I'm not did talking to come the back. specific details. I'm mm-hmm. talking that we have a guy that, no matter how bad it looks, we always got a chance because we got. That guy. We got LeBron James. Okay? We've got that in us. We can win a series because we got LeBron James. Yep. But they also showed we're bad enough to need overtime to beat the Washington Wizards. They showed it on back-to-back nights that not the details of any of these things, but the two poles that this team has. That the Nuggets, I understand that anything can happen anyway, but the Nuggets aren't needing these wild swings the team like the celtics you don't need these wild swings to show that hey we are this bad you can the, the lakers showed exactly the the scope and the scale and of the what distance they can be on of any the night. two different yeah. teams that they can be and those two poles are i think wider for them than almost any team in the league that's actually kind of sort of in the mix yeah you're gonna get of the teams in front of them you know I, i'm not telling you these are contenders but you kind of know New Orleans, Sacramento. It's like I, I kind of got a good idea. There's a good chance that they're going to play good basketball, yeah. and they may win, they may not. And there's also, you tell me if you agree with this, I, I just can't come up with a scenario where Sacramento or New Orleans wins an NBA championship. Agreed. I can with the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 unlikely. It's, it's highly unlikely. But, yeah. Could mm-hmm. LeBron do what he's done the last two nights for a month or two? Yeah, probably. I mean, not probably. Yeah, just because. Yeah, he's he LeBron James. Yep. Could Steph Curry do it? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there are certain Could Kawhi guys. do it. Could Absolutely. Do it? Could Kevin Abs- Durant do it? That's what I'm getting. There's at. A few. There's a few. But the Lakers are in that, but they're further down the list than yeah. the others. Yeah. I was so last night after the game, stat comes up, and I, I think it was I think it was uh, it's on Spectrum. Anyways, time out. Nine and three. Yesterday was the last game in February. 
February 29th, and they said the Lakers finished the month out 9-3. and And I don't know why that just slapped me across the face because maybe it's just because of this roller coaster that the Lakers are always in. I'm like, 9-3? and Let me go back to the schedule. What was their first game in February? Do you remember they went through arguably their lowest moment of the year when they lost to the Rockets and to the Atlanta Hawks on the road back-to-back nights? One was by 30 at one point they were right. down. The other one they were down by 20 at one point. This was now you got Christian Wood sending out an LOL tweet because he wasn't in the starting lineup. Right, and right, right. All that stuff was happening, but all that stuff was happening at the end of January. And then February 1st, they took on the Boston Celtics without LeBron and without Anthony Davis, and the Lakers won that game. They won six of seven to start the month off, and they went into the All-Star break. And then they've gone three and two here since the All-Star break, and the three and two have been all over the place. (laughs) Like, all over the place. Does that surprise you that they went nine and three? Because I I still don't – I don't understand. I know every game they won. I know every game they lost. It doesn't feel like a month they had in February that they went nine and three. That that record – is very odd to represent what I feel like I've watched. Let me explain with a different sport why it might mix why it might why you're feeling the way you're feeling. So the Broncos this year went six and seven. Six out of seven. They won six out of seven games. They went uh six and one in those seven games. And it was from end of October to early December. And that's they won those games because they got some lucky turnovers, and they had the other team playing poorly. Like uh, Mahomes was sick, and they had they got lucky. Everything lined up. Everything lined up, but you didn't think that the Broncos were going to do anything. That they that you they may have won, they may have gone six and one that period of time, but you're like, that's a weird. That, why are the Broncos doing that? Because they're not that good, and they just got lucky. Here, the eye test. There's some. There, the eye test it doesn't tell you everything, but it tells you some things. And when the the Lakers have failed the eye test all season long, of being hey, is, are they really good? No, are they are they crappy? No, they're they're they fail the eye test of a hey that looks like a really good team that's been able to do these things. The Broncos that you're talking about, the eye test of your nine and three record, they don't pass the eye test. It's did they win nine and twelve times? Yes. Did it look great? No, not really. That's what I think it is. It's that it's that combination of here's the the, the record. This is what it is. What did it look like? Eh, it didn't certainly didn't look as good as that. That when you watch the Nuggets, when you watch the Celtics, their result matches the yeah. eye test. Yeah. There and the the Lakers just simply don't. The Clippers kind of what you watch and their record and where they are kind of matches the eye test. So it, it's just the Lakers are in a weird spot of where their results of late have been good. But the way that they've gotten there it's is all over the place. It's, it's not you sustainable. You use, it's not real. <clears throat> you don't use Yelp, right? You not don't very technically often. use Yelp. Em, do you use Yelp? I use Yelp. Okay, so sometimes if you go to, you know, you see a restaurant, it's like it's got 4.2 stars. That's really good. And you yeah. go eat at that restaurant and you walk away, and let's just say you didn't have the best experience. You're like, 4.2 stars? I feel like the Lakers are like a Yelp review. I looked at the 9 and 3. But then I watched every one of these games. I'm like nine and three. If you'd have told me they went seven and five or six and six, I'm like, yeah, that's that's what they went. Mm-hmm. The nine and three threw me off. But I like the way you described it because I think that's the best way. The description of you can see a record and circumstances could have helped out. It's yesterday overtime. The game before <laughs> you had to go 39 to 16. <laughs> right. Like there's certain things that no happen to get no there. Zubach, yeah. No Paul George. No Zubats. No uh, Bradley Beal when when you lost to. But when the dust settles, 
you could see the nine and three, but you're in your head. You're saying there's more details to that. I'm not going to get too deep into this because, but there, Malcolm Gladwell is this famous author, and a lot of his stuff is super interesting. And a lot of his stuff is kind of whack, in my in my opinion. Mm, yeah, um, I agree. But he has he wrote a book called Blink, right? And it's about your very first impression and how accurate it can be, and from some very specific things. And there, for instance, they found this what they believe to be this ancient artifact from ancient Greece, and they had ran all these tests on it that said, oh, it actually is from you know two thousand years before Christ, and all these other things that real, real, real. But these experts are looking at it going. That's not a real thing. That's that's somehow, some way, that is not what it's being presented at. They were right. That sometimes when you just look at something and you glance at something and you're like, nope, yep. Can I try it with you that's real quick? more often than not, yeah. it can be misleading. Sometimes sure. you can get it very wrong with that, but not as often as you're going to get it right. How are the Lakers? They're me- they're mediocre. My, my term would be, they're okay. Yeah, they're mediocre. Okay, and I think that's the initial reaction that you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, how the Lakers. That's what, okay. they can go nine and three, but I've watched it go nine and three. Are they good now? No. They, I'll <laughs> they're, tell you one thing: the Wizards not, don't want to face them. Their their record is better Got than them it's last been. night, right, Slee? But Seven they're not game, good. No, I know. No, they're, no, they're, no. they're 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 and 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 do the Lakers stink? No. Are are they going to get blown out? No. Are they going to win? I, I don't know. That's what I mean. It's just your your eyes are telling you that, eh, and then the record is like, no, no, they're good. You're like, no, but I've watched them play. They're not. That's why the nine and three is hard to reconcile. You're having oatmeal this morning. What what did you say about the oatmeal? The oatmeal at Starbucks is somewhere between, I'll eat it because I'm starving, yeah. and hey, that was pretty good. Today it was pretty good. Sometimes they put too much water in it, and well, it's soupy, and then you got to zap it in the microwave, and yeah. then it turns into gum. It, it's There's a sweet spot in there. There was a little bit of, no reason why I bring that up, is Lakers on one night, you're like, it's pretty good. Yeah. Another night, you're like, last two yeah, nights were, yeah, it turned out okay. It didn't make me sick, but it wasn't very good. I don't want it again. That's Today was great. I have that feeling the berries about, were fresh. very specifically about a sandwich place. Uh, a famous chain of a sandwich place. Sometimes I'm like, this is the best thing in the world. Sometimes I just get stomach issues. Does it have to do with a train, an underground train system? <laughs> no, it does not have to do with an underground train system. <laughs> All right, now i got a lot more questions. Uh, Kike Hernandez is a Dodger, but he says that uh, not because there was a bidding war for his services. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. 
your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Bieber again? <laughs> this is uh, Bieber and Oats. <laughs> Bieber and Oats. I. This is... Sounds like a good granola company. I was just going to say, it's not a bad... <laughs> I don't know what it was. I didn't know how to associate a good granola company. Hi, Travis Rogers here for Bieber and Oats. Every morning I start morning my day started. with the sunrise, a hot cup of coffee, and a piping hot bowl of Bieber and Oats. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. If you want to start your day like me, Bieber and Oats, my favorite, apple and cinnamon. Your favorite might be mixed berry. Use my code, Travis. <laughs> For 10% off. I'm ready. You'll become a believer. <laughs> You'll become there a believer. I swear on an oats. <laughs> <laughs> right? I should, why did I go into marketing? This song, Holland, I always forget which one's Hall and which one's Oats. I never remember. But one of them looks exactly like former Dodger second baseman Davey Lopes. So I'd call him Hall and Lopes. And, and it, I, I think I'm the only one that ever say, hey, is that Davey Lopes? I don't think Davey Lopes can sing like that, but that's just me. Speaking of Dodger infielders, Kike Hernandez um, talking about he doesn't want to use the C word, which is collusion, but he feels like not only him, but several other major league players, namely some, some very good major league players, Bellinger, Snell, Chapman, Montgomery, among others, are the victim of a very weird offseason free agent market. I'm not going to say the C word, but I think the C word needs to be with a capital C. You know, the timing of the calls were very similar. The numbers were pretty much the same throughout. I think uh, the Dodgers were were the highest ones because, I mean, they one way that they that they talked to me through the free agency process was we have these compute like these programs that can project what this guy is going to do next year. But the problem with these programs is that they don't take injuries or things like this into consideration. So they just think that I was healthy and that's what I can do, what I've been doing, what I did last year. And obviously not just offensively, but my defensive numbers went down, which is something that's always been there. And, you know, the, the back comes and goes because it's, it's baseball. It's hitting is the hardest thing to do. But, I mean, for me, I've never struggled defensively. And I basically I felt like I struggled defensively all year long. And um, those are the things that the computer can't, tell you that are going on and they were like you know we value him so highly because he was able to you know do what he did last year going through through his struggles and we we've we we know what he can do when he's healthy and 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 we're gonna bet on the player and um but like i said calls were kind of around the same time silence period was kind of around the same time all the time um numbers were pretty much the same um i don't know these these I think these the teams that use these these uh, computer programs to project salaries and project numbers, they're all using the same one, and I think they all have the same password. So uh, that's kind of how free agency's been going. And so he's talking about that 
his free agency was everybody called at the same time. Everyone was quiet at the same time. And when they finally did start to reach out, everybody landed at roughly the Offers same place. Were all similar. And that the Dodgers were the team that they, they know me better than anyone else. They know the bat kind of comes and goes. That's just baseball. They know I'm a pretty good defensive player. So that's why I'm here. And that's why I got what I got. This is something that's been talked about, not just with Kike, but specifically with a handful of Boris clients that are that are still on the, on the board. Uh, Blake Snell, reigning Cy Young Award winning Blake Snell. He's a good pitcher. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, World Series winning pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Matt Chapman, multiple gold gloves and you know a guy that can hit you 30-plus home runs. Yeah. These, are, these are guys, Cody Bellinger signed a deal for far less than what the market was projecting him to get. And whenever those sorts of things start to happen, the players start to use the C word. Yeah, with him it's interesting because – there isn't a team that's going to use more analytics than the Dodgers, right? So if the idea and the concept is um, there's multiple teams or all these teams are – there is collusion, somebody that needs a player like Kike, uh, he got – and was just telling us one-year $4 million deal from the Dodgers. Um, I, I get more confused by the Boris clients. The Boris clients, I think you can make more of a case for. Kike sounds like, hey, that's a pretty – that's a valuable deal. If I'm another major league team out there, does one year $4 million sound like a great risk or something along those lines? Yeah, I don't think he's complaining about the term or the dollars. I think he's complaining about that every offer was the same, Mm -hmm. that the market didn't do its job, that the market... But isn't that the market? Well, that's, that's my argument. That's not the argument that he's making, though. The argument that he's making is, hey, listen, if we're all buying a car... Mm-hmm. Right, and I am selling a car, and ten different people show up and give me the exact same offer. Some, did you guys all talk to each other? Like, is this what I'm going to get for this car? That there's not one person that comes in much lower and just trying to steal it, or somebody that comes in and says, you know what, that's exactly the car I'm looking for. I'm going to put a little premium on that. I'm going to buy it. That everybody's just saying, okay, we're all going to agree that Kike is a one-year, four million dollar guy. Okay, cool, and then. He has to – it's not an actual market. The actual market for Shohei, for Yamamoto, for Glasnow, for some of these other guys that Bellinger, I think, realized that the market is kind of here's where it is, that it's not a fair transaction. I think it is simply because if somebody thought Cody Bellinger was the difference between them going to the World Series or not, They're they would have stepped – Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, look, the Dodgers like Tyler Glasnow. They paid him. They like Teoscar Hernandez. They went and got him. That These are guys that if people want them, they'll go do it. If the Yankees thought Blake Snell was the difference between them going back to the World Series or not, he wouldn't still be sitting well, on the sideline. they still can think that, but they just cannot think that for the terms of right. the years that he wants. I, I'm with you. I don't think the entire league is conspiring against Kike. But if you told me that the league – is going to handle business differently with Scott Boris than they're going to deal with some other people, that you can sell me on. But the Boris guys that are legitimate difference makers get signed. Corey Mm -hmm. Seager, bang, off the board. Trey Turner, bang, off the board. They're difference makers. Could it also be just the timing of the market? Sometimes Trey Turner's a CAA guy, but the point is the same. I I think that their, their timing, like let's use last year as an example. Last year... Numbers were being thrown. It was Aaron Judge that went. Aaron Judge, boom. Xander Bogarts. Bogarts, boom. But not that they're all good deals because we all know that. Um, But these players have value. I just don't know what the – if if you can have Blake Snell on your team at the right price and the right amount of years, you don't want Blake Snell? Of course you do. The problem is I don't know if – and I'm assuming this because there was some chatter. I guess he's had conversation with the Yankees now running here for the last couple of months. 
his initial of what they wanted was basically half of what the Yankees were basically saying, right? Yeah. You want what? No, no, no. That's we'll give not, you this yeah. for, for, for this. That's and not collusion. That's that could just be bad numbers. Yourself. Yeah. yeah, that I I want to sell my nineteen, you know, ninety nine Honda that, Accord for fifty grand. Well, it's it's not what it's worth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, but that's what I want. That's what I think I deserve for it. Get out of here. The market's telling you that's a twenty five hundred dollar car. Okay, you can you don't have to buy it, but you don't have to agree to sell it. But that's what the market's telling you. It's what the market's telling you. Because the guys that are difference makers are going for premium prices. Snell is a really good pitcher, but I don't know if he's a premium-priced guy. He's a really high-priced guy at, uh, on a shorter term. He's had some clunker years in there. There's there's all of these things you can look at. If it were Garrett Cole who was sitting on the sidelines, mm-hmm. it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But he didn't. Bang, done, off the board to the Yankees. If it were, you know, who, who's the next big star? Bobby Miller blossoms into an ace pitcher and looks like Garrett Cole. He's going to bang. This he's no, off the this board. Snell thing is interesting because he's coming off a of Cy Young. That's what makes Snell. I do think can be a difference maker. Yeah. Question is going to be at what price and how but many. But he's years? not a premium. He, he's really, really good. He's like Bellinger. He's no, had he's, good years, but he's also had some stuff that didn't look good at all. Mm-hmm. It's it's a mixed bag. Do you but, think this is going to happen to Walker Bueller? In this year, I mean, at the Dodgers, and there's a huge variable year, right? because of the multiple injuries. And like Slee said, if he goes out there and looks awesome, there'll be a line of people waiting to sign him. That's true, but there's still going to be question marks. Yeah, but they'll take a chance, right? Yeah. And the, at least some of those, you're going to have time to answer some of those questions over the next. What will be months. interesting with him is if he's good, not great, right? Mm-hmm. If he's good, not great, now, now, now what? Okay. Very well happen. Sure. It's probably likely to happen. Mm-hmm. He had two Tommy John surgeries. That's kind of uncharted waters for almost everybody. Also, one thing I thought was interesting that Kiki was talking about, and I think that's obviously, we, we, we kind of think that's been happening, but the just computer program saying that your value is X is interesting because is that how you can judge a baseball player? Is that your value is X? Or is it how you judge a player like Kike, a player like a lower down uh, player? It's a great question. So there's, there's more science in these processes than ever before, but there's still an element of art. Like yeah, I'm with you. He, I'm not crazy about it all just coming down it, to a computer. It, it, it can't be mm-hmm. because the, if that were the case, then there's no reason to play the games that these things, well, this guy's a better hit. There's art to this. There's line of construction. There's clubhouse. There's all of that stuff, but that's the last 8% of it. The first 90 or 92% of it is this guy hits 230. That's worth this. You know, mm-hmm. and Kike may be worth more to me than to you, or Blake Snell may be worth more to you than to me because of a specific need. But most of it is the, hey, what, what did you that's do, what, and how that, long have you done? That's it? the only thing that I will say. And I think in the base, or I think in the playoffs, a lot of people watching baseball. If you're a Dodger fan, you're watching whether it's Dave Roberts or Andrew Freeman, whoever's making those decisions. So much of those are all based on calculations, and it kind of takes away the feel of the game. Hot and colds coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Oi. Um, all right. So who's hot is going to be the birds aren't real truthers out there, okay? I so love this if one. you're in that hive, you're with me there too. So uh, NFL draft prospect Tip Ryman uh, is a big proponent of the birds aren't real theory. And if you're not aware of the birds aren't real theory, <laughs> yeah, it is a <laughs> it is um, been around since about the '60s. It's it's a semi-joking, semi-serious idea that birds. Or at least some birds aren't real, uh, <laughs> okay. and that they are used to spy on people. So, um, so pigeons specifically, um, because one, we domesticated pigeons and we trained pigeons, so they are highly trained, intelligent individuals. If they aren't robots or uh, spying pieces, but they um, <laughs> one. You've never seen a baby pigeon, have you? They're I'm always searching fully one right fully now. Grown. <laughs> uh, crows, same way. You know, crows always go but together. See, here's the thing: you can't just search it, sleep, yeah. because the government's going to put baby of pigeons course. on Google. But yeah. have you ever seen a baby pigeon on eyes. the ground? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm so- trying to see the baby <laughs> pigeon images. If they are from the government, I'm trying to see if I can find and a then, way to. I mean, tell. honestly, even if you see a baby, baby pigeon out there, it's because the government got hip. They didn't have seen baby pigeons, and they've created smaller versions of their pigeons. Anyway, the idea that the that the wiring, the telephone wire, uh, is a charging station for mm. these um, pigeons and everything. So, Tip Ryman's part of the club of the birds aren't real, and he was talking about it whilst. Uh, um, you know, doing his NFL Combine things because NFL NFL Combine is great for finding out these weird <laughs> things about people. So, um, what is a you know semi-joking weird conspiracy <laughs> that you believe in? Look, I, I am not prone to conspiracy theories, but these things exist for a reason. Not the bird one necessarily specifically, but there's always just enough of a kernel in any of these wacky conspiracy theories to make you go. Yeah, what is up with that? Why haven't I ever seen a baby crow? I don't know. Maybe because they they hatch their eggs high up in trees and I don't climb trees. Maybe it's Mm. as simple as that. Or maybe it's something else. There's just enough of truth in those things to make you wonder. For me, a conspiracy theory, which I'm all over the place on, is aliens, right? These... Oh, that's real. We, we went through... We went through... No, but I'm going to take it a step further. (laughs) I heard somebody on a podcast is like, no, no. The aliens and the way it's kind of brought up and the mystery and all this other stuff is used by the government to make you think, hey, focus on this. Is this real or is this not real? 
because there's other stuff going on, and they conveniently bring it up at times where they really want you to not pay attention to that. That stuff I'm intrigued that. with, and that I I'll I buy that. Yeah. Sure, it's a decoy like what Shohei uses. To False flag. Us, yep. Look um, over here places. while I do something. It's and magician. I, you know where I go? Over there. <laughs> yeah. Looking up yeah. there. All right. So what's cold is NFL chains. Okay. So our long-awaited nightmare may be close to being over. Okay. So the NFL has reportedly tested optical technology to track first downs in multiple games, including the. Uh, February's Super Bowl. So they've been already testing this uh, optical technology. If approved and implemented, the technology would replace a long outdated and oft criticized system of sideline chain reviews that invites human error and guesswork into high stakes first sound measurements. So technology is being created to potentially take people out of first down uh, measurement that you can just say, hey, there's a chip in the ball, there's yep. this here, yep. we we can figure it out. And they've already been testing it, and I think they're probably just waiting for it to be totally perfect. So what do you think about this uh, new development? So here, here's my question. What would be the negative of doing this? Like, I'm trying to figure out what would be... Who would oppose this? Like, what's the idea in the concept saying? There's only no, one. I do there's not only one person I can think of. The referees. The guys holding the chains. Yeah. <laughs> which is listen. Which is fair. I understand that. But if in ten years, technology and these types of systems are not more used in all of sports, makes zero sense to me. I don't. I don't really find a negative to this. I really don't. I think that uh, it also. At least the first year probably won't eliminate those guys. They might be backups. So you have the optical technology, and you know, God forbid, we don't want to be in the ASC championship game and the it compu- breaks. It, yeah, yeah, it breaks the or it, it is has low. A, exactly. a mistake or something. Double it likely wouldn't happen. But then you have the chain people that uh, go out there and and fix it in the end. So I think at least for the first year, if not the first two years, they'll still have those guys. Okay, there, there's a phrase that don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Right, that it doesn't have to be perfect to Good be phrase. better than what you have. Yeah, that to get it perfect, what what is nothing, right? So if it works really well, yeah. let's go with it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Are, are the referees perfect? Are the chain gangs perfect? No, mm-hmm. is there going to be a snafu here and there? Probably. Are there much there, less? There already are. Yeah. So what's the harm of it? I think you're right. I think you do them simultaneously with like some redundancies to make sure that you're at least getting it right a lot more often than not but it brings up an interesting idea and this is something that i wanted to kind of float at you guys who's hot who's cold it's brought to you by next gen the official ac heat and plumbing company of socal sports fans call 833-3-NEXTGEN that's 833-3-N-E-X-G-E-N or visit nextgenairandplumbing.com this is a good example of something that i think football needs They need a laboratory where they can try things. They need a laboratory not unlike minor league baseball. Oh, that's that's a perfect example. Minor league baseball was the first uh, level of baseball to experiment with pitch clock. Mm -hmm. Minor league baseball was the first place to experiment with things like, let's start the 10th inning with a runner at second base. Let's start with mound visits. Let's start with robot umpires, right? Let's figure out where the flaws in the system lie, see if we can fix them, see if it works. And it doesn't affect the Dodgers against the Giants, right? We're going to figure it out with the Albuquerque against Fresno. We'll we'll work down there where the stakes are lower and we can work out the kinks. Football doesn't have something like that. What they do have is a couple of these 
kind of second-rate leagues like the XFL, the USFL, the Arena League. There, there are some things out there, CFL, but to not, a lesser not degree. not directly they're affiliated. Not, they're not partners. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're oddly competitors in yeah. a lot of these situations. And one of the things that the NFL is considering, and I'm genuinely intrigued by this, the kickoff in the NFL is basically what they call a dead play. Nothing happens. These guys got big legs. They kick it out of the back of the end zone. We put it on the 25 and we start playing. Why are we going through the purpose of doing this when fewer than 10% of kickoffs are actually returned? The XFL had a rule, which oddly enough, they've gotten rid of, where the kickoff, and, and follow me here because it's a, it's super weird, but the kicking team would kick off from the 35-yard line. Okay. The other third, the in the the uh, the receiving team's end of the field on okay. that thirty-five yard line, all of the players are lined up. The receiving team has all of their guys lined up except for one on the thirty-yard line. They're five yards apart. If you kick it into the end zone, ball comes out to the thirty-five yard line. So there's a penalty for kicking it into the end zone. But if you chip it short of the goal line and make the guy return it, there's not a 40-yard, 50-yard running head start where you get these crazy collisions, which is what they're it's trying to like avoid. It's almost like a regular play. It's like a regular play. You're just kind of kicking it and chipping it into the other guys. And the NFL originally was like, no, this is goofy. But now, listening to all the people that cover this league, they're saying you need 26 votes to get something like this through. They think they might have them. To just throw that into the NFL would be bizarre. Why not have a minor say. league to try this for a year or two, see what you get? Do we get some returns for touchdowns? Do yeah. you get some big plays? Or is this just a stupid idea? The way you explained it, it's the best way you could try to explain it. And the first thing I'm going through my head is like, well, can I see it? Yeah. Right? So to go to your point, in the NBA, they do have the G League. They do have in in uh, in, in Major League Baseball, you have the minor league system that the NFL can't try things that could either enhance the sport or it could be, that's a stupid idea. Let's not do this. Right. We don't know one way or the other. Maybe this thing that you're talking about with kickoffs is something that's implemented and it's around for 50 years. <laughs> or maybe it's gone. It's a bad idea. In two weeks. Yeah. But either way, you, you got to wait. They've taken it. some things out of those. Like one of the, my, my favorite example of this is, you know the overhead spider cam on the wires that go. It came from the XFL. The XFL invented that. The XFL said, you know, what if we put a camera right over the quarterback's head and we suspended it on these pulleys and these wires? Yeah. And it was able. To, the XFL came up with that. Now it's arguably the favorite shot, other than the standard, you know, high fifty-yard line shot. It's cool. There have to be other things that other people think of that are really good that you're afraid to put in because you don't know. Try them out. Invest in those leagues. Find a way to – I'm not saying that the Rams have a triple A AAA affiliate in Oklahoma City like the Dodgers do, but kind of. You know, that that we got – instead of drafting these guys, we put them over here, we contribute to it, and we use it as a lab to Test. try to come up with some mm-hmm. stuff. Because that kickoff thing sounds wild. That sounds so weird. It I'd looks like, weird. I'd like I, to I've see seen it. it. Yeah, I, I kind of want to see it too. Is it exciting? Would, and it could get approved. It, it's weird in the sense that the kicker – when they like because they it's not like they boot it right right they have to kind of chip it and i feel like i'm thinking about it i'm like well players like tyreek hill like i feel like that's a it's an advantage for him like he they're closer to him so he can find the lane and just go for touchdowns it's more of a natural nfl play rather than yeah exactly giving a player like tyreek hill is the ultimate example but it's a good example giving him the chance to touch the ball three more times yeah that sure yeah let's go 
You know, like a player like Tutu Atwell on the Rams, who they don't really throw the ball to, but it's blazing fast. But you're afraid you're going to get him killed because some 260 pound guy gets a 40 a 40 yard running head start. Well, that's gone. Let's see if he can create something in space. I'd try it if nothing else. The dumps coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and. Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, I want to start with this. And, Cody, I'm going to come to you first because you said something earlier that uh, intrigued me. The booth from the finale of The Sopranos um, where Tony and his family are sitting in the diner eating onion rings and then uh, – you've never seen that? I haven't I, seen it, but I know the ending. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I was so – okay. Yeah, you're good. So I, I, did, I really didn't want to spoil it for you. But that scene, yeah. the booth from that scene sold for thirty-two, $33,200 on ebay just wild what made you decide to finally start watching because the show's 25 years old all the references from around the station really I was like i was like ah, i gotta pick it's funny because um same thing happened so the previous place i worked at they kept talking about entourage okay i finally got to that like re- pretty recently and then all the entourage references before soprano yeah that's, a, that's the wrong order go ahead <laughs> so then all the references i was like oh, i'll check it out and then uh did you hear the judgment in her voice when she just said that to you? Yeah, no, it was a little. <laughs> and by the way, she's right, but she she really hit you with that. But it was funny because I think I've seen, I don't know if it was somebody here, but they were just like, oh, like everything is just uh, Entourage and Sopranos. Like all the shows that you end up watching is just like a different version of the Sopranos. Like Yellowstone is like the country version of it is. the Sopranos. And like, it is. It, Sopranos and... is a lot better, but yes, it yeah. is. I think Breaking Bad is one of the, uh, best equivalence because you wouldn't have Walter White without Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano was the first real anti-hero yep. uh, character. And also, I think let me add one more show to that. It's Sex in the City uh, and then Sopranos and Entourage because if you watch any girl group show, yes. it's it traces it back to Sex in the City uh, or Golden Girls or any sort of the, the girl group stuff because there's, there's, the, there's the Friends comedy route and there's the dramatic that has a different thing do you like it i do i'm in season i'm at the end of season two i haven't gotten to a few episodes okay this is going to be a kind of a weird question but i think you do you think it's funny i think it's funny i do think it's funny yeah Yeah. i I, I, like the anti-hero like character arc of of tony is like the reason that draws me into it it, it, it's it's incredibly acted it's incredibly well written and constructed and the world building that goes along it is is just beautiful it's so funny and there's not one joke in the whole show think about how the degree of difficulty to have a show that is unbelievably amusing and you're not once playing it for a laugh your guys's favorite character me yeah oh paulie 
Polly. Yeah, yeah. I that's mean, mine but, too. Tony's the best character. Yeah. We and did it, do a Sopranos yeah. character draft. Yeah. So yeah. T- Tony's the guy, and then Carmela and 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 they're, they're the most important people, but just for comedy. Emily doesn't relief. like AJ, right? No one likes AJ. Wait till you get into deeper into yeah. the seasons with AJ. If that's... you like AJ right now, you're not going to like him. <laughs> I don't like AJ. Um, oh, another thing. Uh, so you're talking about movies and shows that are funny without playing it for laughs. One of the best ones of that is American Psycho, and they are yes. talking about yes. doing a reboot of that. Uh, of that, and it got me thinking. I need to see either Glenn Howerton reboot and play uh, the main guy, the Christian Bale character that. Or um, uh, it's Allison Williams, who was in Girls, she was in Get Out. Either that, they both are in that movie, or one or the other, because you can go the female route, the like kind of empty girl boss millennial take of things that turns into American Psycho, or the traditional Glenn Howerton plays, again, the same character. I I'd would watch love that. a reboot of American Psycho, because I think it'd be good. So take me through Beyonce's new single, uh, M. It's called Texas Hold'em, and it sounds like a kid's show. Okay, so this is hap- this happens a lot where people are listening to something, and you're like, ah, that sounds like something else. Like, it's catchy, but it sounds like something else. It happened before with, like, Olivia Rodrigo, and it sounded like um, a Misery Business by Paramore. Vanilla Ice and Under Pressure by David Bowie. Right, exactly. And sometimes there's interpol- interpolations and samples that you had to pay for, and then you use that. And then other times, it just kind of happens to sound like that, and then later on, they get some money from it. So, Beyonce's song, uh, Texas Hold'em, sounds a lot like the song from the theme song of Franklin, uh, which is a t- kid's show a, a tur- about yeah. a turtle. Um, and it's funny because the person who wrote Beyonce's song is actually Canadian, and Franklin is a Canadian kid's show. So, like, subliminally, maybe the the writer was thinking about Franklin a little bit. It's a young woman who wrote that um, Texas Hold'em song for Beyonce. So I'm going to play both okay. of them back-to-back and see what you guys think. It's Texas Hold'em. This ain't Texas. Ain't no Hold'em. This is Franklin. Hey, it's Franklin. It's really just those banjo things, and it kind of keeps going. It's It sounds like it enough that you're like, wait, what is that from? I don't hear it. I, I hear the banjos, you know what I mean? But does any song with a banjo sound like Franklin? I think that you need to hear it again. Listen, listen, listen again. This ain't Texas. Ain't no hold'em. Okay. It's just a faster version. The first one's faster. That's what's throwing it off. It is different. I kind of hear it, but I don't think it's enough to like where. Look, I'd love Franklin to get chipped off a little of Beyonce's billions. (laughs) That would be that would be a very exciting uh, conclusion to this whole thing. But sometimes you're like, yeah, that's that's a direct copy of that. That that's. I don't know. I'm not here. We'll play it for Ireland here in a minute. He's a, he's a music guy. That's coming up uh, in a second. Um, a new Naked Gun reboot in playing the Frank Drebin character. Obviously, Leslie Nielsen has passed, so he's unavailable. Liam Neeson in the lead role of a Naked Gun reboot. And you've said you've never seen Naked Gun. No, but it was a trivia question. Okay, week. so it is slapstick times a thousand and it's this bumbling detective that is completely oblivious to the world around him and the jokes are very very obvious and broad you're the the cinephile in the group can liam neeson do that the only time i've seen liam neeson be funny was in atlanta so he, he was playing himself in atlanta and he was kind of poking fun of himself and some of the things that he's been accused of whatever but 
he was pretty funny in that in okay. the last season in Atlanta. I think he could do it. I think also funny things come out coming out of his voice, that accent might be helpful. So I don't know the movie Naked Gun, so I can't really talk to that, but I think he could do it. John, I'm assuming you're well versed in the Naked Gun. Uh, I am. Uh, who's going to play the OJ part? I Nordberg. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know who they've got Nordberg, but Leslie Nielsen was a serious actor until right. he got cast in, in Airplane and movies like that. So, as you know, I've got a bunch of friends at SNL. Yes. Liam Neeson hosted SNL in 2003, 2004, right around then, and killed it. Okay. So, I think he could probably pull it off. Do you, you, you ever see Love Actually? He plays... It's not a comedic role, but right. he plays an unserious role. It's in that. such a specific type of comedy, though. You know what I mean? Like the, right. the direct. It's, I, think, it's, I think he can do it. Okay, like I, taken is is taken for know, comedy take a lot of times now because it's like kind of too self serious. But it's one of you. I have a very specific <laughs> set of skills. Yeah. Now, maybe if they play it where he's, and I guess Drebin was unaware that he was a buffoon. Right. That he was just kind of going through it. I don't know. We, we could And do wasn't that. Priscilla Presley his girlfriend in the in Naked Gun Naked movies? Gun, yes. Well, yeah. certainly in one of the sequels. I think in the, was the first one with Ricardo? Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. When he stabs uh, Mr. Reggie Rourke's Jackson <laughs> gets uh, hypnotized. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's do a little super cross talk, Code. Woo, woo, woo. I just thought of something, John. Yes. I don't think you and I have ever done a show together, just the two of us. I, I don't think that, that can't be possible. I think it is. I don't think that because when Mason's gone and you come over here, I know I've never sat over there and done it with you. And yeah, maybe. And and maybe. I you filled in for me occasionally. I filled in for you occasionally. But, but I don't. We've never crossed streams, as they say in the Ghostbusters <laughs> no, movies. Nor nor yeah. do I think we've ever just had a two man crosstalk with just the two of us. What? Where's Sliwa? Uh, he has an appointment. He had to tap out. Uh. That's right. Was he had the he, doctor. The doctor's was, right. was he on the show today? Yes. I thought I heard him. Yeah, no, he left five minutes before you walked in. He was here. He was here. Oh, okay. Yes. Just so go, that's why I. Skip that on the dump and cross. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. All right. Anything that you've ever, ever wanted to discuss with just me, John, that we should get on the table? Well, you right and I now? are very similar. That's the thing. Like, of all the people here, somebody asked me once if you had to live with somebody at 710, I picked you because okay. I think you and I have exactly the same kind of disciplines like yes get up in the morning if, uh, I'll, I'll get up early for only a couple of things you know what and golf yeah that's it <laughs> and uh those are important <laughs> right at home there's not a whole lot i want to do i i you know uh, and if if mean girls pops up on the feet on the tv we're gonna in. we're gonna watch it absolutely <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're gonna watch it for sure we yeah. are also actually so a show between a show hosted by Travis and I would be the same it's opinions. It's redundant. Yeah. I, I think it's redundant, yes. What were we saying, Em? We're two weeks away from the new Lindsay Lohan movie, The uh, Irish Wish. All right. Now, I did not watch the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie, but I heard it was not terrible. Did it, you watch it? I did. It's okay. Okay. It I wasn't did, a terrible movie, but it's not. It, it didn't deliver what I was hoping it would deliver. I did watch The Canyons. Have any of you watched that? I've seen the important parts. Okay. The canyons might be. First of all, it's bordering. It's it. You got It's not very explicit. It's not NC seventeen, but it's past that. But it's not X. Right. So it's somewhere in between <laughs> NC seven. It's like she said, "I'm going to get out of this." Um, what's the movie? Was it Parent Trap M that she was in as a little kid? Yeah, the very first one. Yeah. I'm going to get 
as far away it's, from the parent trap yes, it's very thing, opposite of the parent trap. And I am basically going to have a movie that's rated X. It's terrible. It is. But you can't take your eyes off it. <laughs> it's that. Matter of fact, her, sure, her male lead is an actual porn actor. A very big one. Yeah, a guy named James Dean is big his porn name. Big as in what? famous? Yes. Uh, as in works a lot. Yes. Yeah, as has been in many, many, many well adult films. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and you watch it and you're going, why would Lindsay agree to do this? And it's because she wanted, she had no trying other, to rebrand. Yeah, she had no better options and she was just trying the, to do it. It's it's terrible. The Lilo Christmas movie was. It was like a whole. I know it wasn't a Hallmark movie, but it was a Hallmark movie. So you may like it. I know you like those. Yes. It's the she. She's a rich person that bumps her head and runs into a ski bum. They fall in love, and then she remembers she's rich, and she doesn't know whether staying with the ski bum is the right thing to do. That's let the movie. me let me guess because I've seen every Hallmark <laughs> movie ever. Uh, she originally decides no, not a good idea, and then by the end of the movie, all did you write happily it? ever after. Did you write it? No, I you must have been. Hey, Mace. I hey. could write any Hallmark. Anybody movie. could write a Hallmark movie. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're not like super color paint by numbers. By the way, right? Hallmark movies are always derivative. In other words, like when Lisa and I walk in and we'll turn on Hallmark, and she'll go combination of oh. when harry met sally and you've got mail right you know right there combination of the holiday and scrooged you know it's like i'd watch that by the yeah. way that sounds pretty good we were just talking that yeah you've been here 25 years now 20 20 20 yeah we were mason and i were together 10 years at the other place and then we came over okay here. so actually In 2004 I think. yep 2004 march 1st was my first day here nine years ago. Nine years. Nine years ago. Congratulations. So Thank you. How long were you in Texas? Not that uh, long, right? Uh, two football seasons. All right, so two years. Basically. A little less than I got there right at the start of a football season and then went right through the end of the following football season. And I'm assuming the Texans were terrible the whole time you they were there. They made the playoffs one of the times oh, I was did there. You? They there did. You they were okay. He and I have never done a show together. We've never done a solo crosstalk together. You want me to leave? No. I oh, just, I mean, we, you we're having a personal moment? No, no. no, no, we, no were just, what we, we were breaking down Lindsay Lohan. It probably wouldn't be very good because we share very many of the same opinions. So no, the wait re- a minute. The he reason wants you- to slow baseball down again. <laughs> He's literally. He wants to trade Travis LeBron. Travis is uh-huh. literally the only person not playing in the major leagues who thinks the pitch clock is a bad Correct. idea. I Correct. wanted to add like three seconds. Yeah, no. Three seconds. Just yeah. add a little. Yeah, just a little uh, bit more. As Mason would say, go pound sand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're gonna. They're actually going the opposite direction. You saw that they're, they're dropping it. What are they? So are they it was. Fi- it was fifteen and twenty. Yep. Yeah. Now it's fifteen and eighteen. Nice. So they're they're going even faster. Uh, I like that. Let's yeah. move. Yeah, I do, but all very rarely do rule changes hit as big as baseball's rule changes did. Idea. But they, I mean, everything they did was good. It was fantastic. Really improved the game. The ghost runner is good. The pitch clock is good. Uh, uh, the shift, getting rid of the, the shift, shift is I'm, great. I'm okay with the universal designated hitter. Sure, yeah, DH, yeah. The I'm bigger good. bases didn't seem to have much of an impact. Not Well, I think if you looked at it, stolen bases did go up okay. last year. But I think that was the pickoff rule more than anything else. Yeah, pickoff rule's a big once one, Once you've yeah. picked off once, you're kind of done because yeah. you can't do the second one because you at least have to keep it in your back pocket. Because Acuna, I think, had more stolen bases last year than he did, we've seen in a while. He did a 40-70, which like 40-40 was 40, never happened. Insane. He did a 40-70. Did you guys happen to hear what the the proposed kickoff rule change that the NFL's no what is it? no so you know there are no kickoff returns anymore right correct they just like everybody because all these guys can kick it out of the back of the end zone exactly right so apparently they're considering and like genuinely considering 
the idea of adopting the XFL kickoff rule, which is the following. It's, it's a little complicated, so here's what it is. Okay. The kicking team will kick off from the 35-yard line on the other end of the field, on the short end of the field, on the receiving team's end of the field. Okay. Okay, they're on the 35-yard gotcha. line. Gotcha. The receiving team is on the 30-yard line. They're only five yards apart. Okay. Okay? The receiver is on the goal line, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you kick the ball into the end zone, the ball comes out to the 35-yard line. So there's incentive to not kick it into the end zone. Okay. Okay? There's no long running head start in this Correct. Play. In other words, They're it's right short. next to each other. Yeah. It's a five-yard gap between the kicking team and the receiving team, so you don't get a 50-yard running head start at somebody, and you are incentivized to kick it to the guy so he can return it. So the kick is just kind of a It's a little chip shot. Yeah, it's It's just a little chip shot. Right now, I don't think it would be any worse than what's happening now because we're not seeing any kick returns, but what would be worse? Why not just move the kicking team back to its own 20? Because you still have that long running start. But they're I want, trying to eliminate they're the They're trying collisions. to eliminate the all the way down right. the field and bam. The, those those high speed 40 yard head start collisions. Like basically what you're talking about is you're getting putting the ball in Tyreek Hill's hands three extra times a game. In in on a short field with a little bit of traffic. I it's weird, but I don't see a ton of downside to it. What's well, no. not any worse than what they're doing now? Yeah. I right. do what, you know what that they should do? Try it in the preseason. Okay, and then and then see see how we like it, and then if we like it, they can put it in. Is for it the under consideration season. officially? It, so you, yes. So Stephen Jones was talking about it, and at first it was kind of like they thought that they do, they couldn't get enough people on board. I guess you need twenty six of the thirty two owners oh, to thumbs right? up. Wow. You need twenty four. Is it twenty right? four? Maybe it's twenty four. Yeah. Okay, twenty four, and they think that they may get enough people to do it. And I don't know if it would be in a exploratory kind of preseason situation or you just drop it in because once you put it in you can't pull it out in the middle of the season no no you're stuck with it for a year no matter what i kind of dig it but you gotta you gotta kind of test it why not you guys remember the original xfl they did something interesting but this would not um solve your injury problem but it was pretty fun to watch (laughs) they put them to start games they put the ball on the 50 Mm -hmm. and both teams put 11 players on their respective goal lines. Somebody blew a whistle, and you just run to the middle of the field, and whoever recovers the ball gets it at the spot they recover it. Yeah. So it's a huge. You I mean, that's cool. Yeah, but I, there, I there think, were big dog piles and a lot of injuries. And I think the injury and, thing is probably yeah. real. I don't with that. think I could forgive me for generalizing here. I don't think the XFL was all that concerned well, about like that, collision no. injuries. But it's like no. that one <laughs> basketball drill where you roll the ball down the oh, court yeah. and then you dive at. You well, two it, guys race after it and it, dive after it. It's kind of like that. It is, and it's basically the Oklahoma drill. Only there's a ball involved, and everybody's doing it at the same time. Yeah. So when I grew up on on the beach in Corona del Mar, and we used to play beach football in the fall like twice a week and the way we determined who got the ball first was we would throw the football into the ocean and the <laughs> waves would then take it and once the guy let go of the ball every guy so if it was 10 on 10 all 20 guys into the water you recover the ball and you know it's bouncing through the waves <laughs> you recover the ball you get to you get the ball first and it was fun but uh, i mean that sure the, well it's like that scene in uh top gun where they're playing the the latest top gun where dog they're fighting football dog fight football <laughs> yeah. exactly uh, two, two teams balls, going the right two balls yeah. going the different Offense ways and defense at the same time okay. Okay. there's never been a more uh, apt description of uh, uh, of the difference between john and ireland uh, uh john and me john grew up on the beach I grew up in a trailer park. <laughs> right. That is the Mason and Ireland show. Well, it informs uh, both of your worldviews. Yes, views. it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of that scene in Top Gun. Yeah. I, Mace, you see everything. Yeah. 
did you see this Glenn Powell romantic comedy? Anyone but I did. you? I read yesterday. Sydney Sweeney and yeah. uh, Glenn the Powell. From Euphoria. Glenn Powell's yeah, yeah. been on uh, the Culture Pop podcast. Okay. okay, on for this. So it cost him twenty-five million to make it, and yesterday it passed two hundred million worldwide. Is it good? Yeah, I think it's really good. It's you would absolutely love it. It is an old-fashioned romantic comedy. It's just a. Okay. You would love it. I I love like I love all those type of movies. Why aren't people doing those? Emily, have you seen it? Uh, I have not seen it. It's not honestly rom coms aren't typically my thing, and I also don't really like Sydney Sweeney that much. I don't think that she's she's hosting SNL this week. Turn, turn yeah. off her mic. Yeah, yeah. Sydney okay, Sweeney. Is... She's not going to be fun on <laughs> SNL. I'm just telling you that. Oh, you're just out, outright Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, it's not going to work. Although you'd be surprised. We know a lot of people that work there. They say sometimes somebody you think is going to be terrible, right? Is like the the best example of this was Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Okay, they cast her to host SNL as a stunt. And she killed it. Yeah, she yeah. was great. She was like every skit was. Like, she made fun she of herself. She brought her whole family. Yeah, the whole the whole time she was like making fun of herself for an hour and a well, half. That, but you, you have to be willing to put yourself out there. But back that, to anyone, but one. you you are the anyone. But you, okay. you it, it's good. The first so, time I'll there's been it. a romantic comedy successful, in a lot, you know what that means. There are going to be thirty romantic comedies in development right now. The question right now. I was going to ask you is why did they stop making them? People stopped probably going, they, right? They stopped working. Yeah. They stopped working. Yeah. Everything's cyclical, right? right. They'll yeah, keep I mean, making them until they don't draw an audience, and then, and they then do they'll shift else. to whatever is drawing yeah. an audience. Uh, uh, Emily says they're doing a sequel. And not a sequel, but Glenn and uh, Sydney, Sydney are doing another one. Kind of like, you know, how when two people have a lot of chemistry, they'll be Meg recast Ryan and, and Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. They do a couple. Uh, wasn't well, it, Sleepless uh, in Seattle and You Got Mail. They did it twice. Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey, didn't they do a couple of them? Yeah, they did, I think, three. People tell say nowadays there's no movie stars anymore. Glenn Powell's a movie star. He has a movie star. Glenn Powell can sell a movie by being Glenn Powell and uh, because he's a great actor, because he's very handsome. Yes, I think it's a yeah. combo. I mean, all yeah. movie star actors, almost all of them, are handsome. So it's both that he gets people in because he is handsome and he's a good actor and he can play a lot of different roles. So he, yeah, he was in Top Gun. He's going to be in Twisters. He is in Anyone But You. He's in another. He movie. is the next big thing. Yeah, he yeah. he can sell movies because he's Glenn Powell. We got him. What's interesting about that dynamic between Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney is he's thirty six and she. He's 24. Hmm. That's Hollywood, baby. Yeah. Although yeah. he does. Well, that's a Laker game. I'm surprised, <laughs> he's 30, I'm surprised he's 36. He yeah. looks younger than 30, 36, I think. If, right. if it if Mace's review had been, you know what, it's kind of a, it, it stinks, Blah. would yeah. you still be like, yeah, it's got Sidney Sweeney. I think I'll check it out. By the way, not. Have you met me? Not yeah. really yeah. my. It's like, look, what were we yeah. talking about to start the whole thing? Not I'm really in. my flavor, Ireland, but yeah. your flavor for sure. Yeah. For sure. What's the flavor that you think he likes? Well, you were talking about Hallmark. This is yeah. like super elevated Hallmark. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's basically a Shakespeare. So it's it's a Shakespeare spin, like a right. modern day hot, version. Hot girl and-, and Devastatingly and, handsome guy. And guy who treats her like crap somehow end up together. <laughs> you know, it's like- You're in. Yeah. 100%. Sign him up. Sydney Sweeney, I'm in. Super Crosstalks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out. That's what a hamburger's all about. See it.